This is Bert. This is Charlie. This is Dietrich. And we are the Techno Feudal Lizards. Today we have uh, a very, very special guest, Luke Carroll. How are you? Hi, this is Luke Carroll. Thanks so much, Dietrich, Bert, and Chuck. Uh, I'm so excited. I don't entirely know about the podcast yet, but I'm just, I'm thrilled to be here. I mean, I'd be nervous. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'd, I'd be a little I nervous I am a little too. nervous because, you know, frankly, this senior spring has been all about what type of legacy do we want to leave at the school? And, uh, and also I've been learning all, a lot about how, you know, our digital footprint stays with us and, uh, and the importance of the digital footprint, especially recently. I think we mm. all know about that. So, so I, I'm really interested in, in how this podcast will work and what, uh, what I'm going to be answering. Well, yeah, I mean, do you want, like, a future in politics and all this? So, like, Well, who knows? Uh, let's just hope you don't say anything too bad. That's a good yeah, Because yeah. this is out there. You understand that? Well, well we don't know that. For, we don't know that yet. <laughs> so uh, is this your first time using the space, Luke? No, this is probably my sixth or seventh time. Hmm. Do you uh, like what the school has done with this? I do love it. I know that it was quite expensive, but obviously the equipment is pretty fantastic. We also have a teleprompter behind me. The room is beautiful. Uh, so, frankly, I think this is a wonderful investment. Yes. I mean, like, obviously you're the class president. You're the senior class president. Right. Like, you are literally, like, the student leader of the school. Thank you. Do you have any discretion in, like, what the school spends its money on with regards to, like, you know, development, making the makerspace, making the podcast room. I don't, run have by you? I don't have discretion in the school's master plans, let alone beautification or in, in future buildings, et cetera, partly because obviously we're not going to be here. So our input is not entirely necessary other than, you know, broad and vague opinions. But I will say that, of course, um, there are constant expenditures for the senior class or student government at large. And so the school has been super supportive in, in the many, many thousands of dollars that we've spent. And in fact, technically, and I, and I say this not entirely in confidence and not with shame whatsoever, but uh, as a class, we are, our class fund is negative $600, $700 right now. And the school said, hey, we'll be happy to step in, help you guys out, um, you know, because, uh, because it's senior spring and, uh, and the school's gonna help us out in terms of money, which is great. So the class fund, I hear that thrown around a lot, but I, I don't really right. I don't really think we all understand like what that necessarily means. Is that the school has the school given you know the class money, or is that all been money that you have raised and the other class officers have raised? The class fund is a, a small chunk of money that every class has to spend. I would say that probably the senior class has the largest amount per year, and then we can also raise our own money and add to it. So, for example. Uh, if you have tickets to a semi-formal that each cost $10, you get to put all that money in your class fund, and then you disperse it however you'd like. Uh, if we want to do events, if we want to have food, if we want to have Dunkin' Donuts in the morning, and of course, most recently, for purchasing our final class gift, um, or to spend money on components of a senior prank, perhaps. I hmm. won't divulge information, but I think that's we should. one thing, right? Maybe we can um, go there. Yeah. That money can be used for those purposes. And then... There are, you know, it just depends on what type of expense it is, if the school's going to cover it or if your class fund is going to cover it. All right, so let's go to the senior prank now. Mm -hmm. What are your ideas for that? How have they been received among the people you've talked to? Well, among the people I've talked to, the ideas have been received just with complete open arms, and they love it, and, and they are just overjoyed about what I've been saying. And so um, I won't go, uh, you know, into 100% about it other than there will be music, there will be a little bit of chaos, we are going to get here early, 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 the morning that it happens, and nobody will be expecting it the morning that it happens. Um, 
part, you know, part of the senior prank is inconvenience, and inconvenience will be uh, at the fore in terms of what we're doing to the physical spaces, to the uh, mental psyche of the people here. And so that sort of chaotic inconvenience is really what I want to push here. But there will also just be things that are so beyond unpredictable that that um, they might just be called bizarre. All right, but like, say someone like who's an absolute wild card, like Bert. Right. Say he does something outrageous, yeah. way over the line. Okay, which yeah, it's not out of the cut. <laughs> which is you know, who's liable? Are you liable for something like that? When I uh, had a conversation with Mr. Bradley, I was told that I'm at the end of the line for all this. So, uh, if for example Bert were to do something with a fire extinguisher that involved you know him and one other person, and, <laughs> and it didn't go well, and yeah. there was injury, and you know. I'm not condoning that you do that with a fire extinguisher two weeks from now. Okay. Exactly. Um, but if that were to happen, sure, I might I might be in a little bit of hot water, but I won't. I have such confidence, and we have such a um, – we have well, we for one, we have the most intelligent senior class thus far in Belmont Hill history. That's what's been said. And we also have the most mature one and, and yet also the most organized, which is kind of a fantastic trio of, of adjectives to call ourselves. And so – I'm I'm so glad that we can claim all those superlatives as a class of 2022. But uh, you know, go us. I think uh, I think you articulated that so well. The senior prank day is truly a day of chaos and inconvenience for the rest of the school. Right. I mean, that's really what it is. That's I what it's that. about. It's just a little bit of fun. That's great. Um, and I assume we're not gonna you know you don't want to delve into the details. No. You know but what's we'll gonna happen. Them. Considering we will get into the details. Of I know. I, I I've so. heard. I I've heard. I've heard. I've heard. And yeah, I can say it will be quite inconvenient. Right, you know, for the other people, but yeah, in a great way, in the in a fantastic, well, in, in, in an inconvenient way, well, yeah, in a super way, right, yeah, the best way. <clears throat> um, so one of the main things uh, we were just bouncing ideas, like asking what we talk about with you, questions. Mm-hmm. One of the main things I want to hear about is like your devilish past. <laughs> I mean, you were a naughty little boy, <laughs> as far as I'm, uh, as far as I've heard from you. There are well. rumors. Like, can you talk a little bit about that? Like. Your biting sprees, was it the satisfaction of inflicting pain on others, or was it just uh, the feeling of your teeth going into the skin? Yeah. What, what about that gave you so much pleasure as a little boy? Well, I, you know, you say what gave you so much pleasure. That wasn't me. That was a different person. And, you know, here I am, Luke Carroll, uh, as, as a reformed person and as a person who's dedicated to the well-being and satisfaction of others, and that's really what I want to put my life towards, so... You know, yeah, there were moments. Um, no, I will not be going back to the West Suburban YMCA. No, I will not be going to the Newton Montessori School again. Uh, no, I will not be going to the Newton General Preschool again. Uh, no, Miss White will not invite me back to her class again. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, I just had this amazing interaction with uh, a girl, a young woman. Her name is Hannah. And as it turned out, when we met each other, uh, we realized that we had this old, old, old connection of what, you know, 10, 12 years that, in fact, uh, she and I had had some conflicts when we were younger. She was in the same preschool and kindergarten as I was. Uh, She lives in in the same city as I do. And um, she forgave me entirely for what I did to her. And and uh, I I chose to forgive that form to forgive that former self of mine, too, because, you know, he's no longer in the room with us. But but I was there, and I'm moving forward. I mean, I feel like I'm watching the Shawshank Redemption right now. I right. mean, geez, I mean, that's, <laughs> I yeah, that's I don't know. Fun. I don't th- think I really have any words for that. Right. I mean, that could be a love story. It, well, could be. 
Maybe. Yeah, have you stayed in contact with this particular girl? No. No. Paths have diverged. <laughs> diverged, yes. So what product do you use in your hair? I mean, it always looks the same. I use um, Suave Men's Paste. It's not really, so what's really so incredibly difficult about it and also inconvenient to use that word again is that, you know, I get out of the shower, blah, 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 doing this, that, the other thing, bing, bong, bing, bong, and then I get to my hair, trying to fix it, doing this, that, the other thing, you know, here, there, whatever, and uh, it's this paste, and it comes in this little thing, you know? I don't use much. I only bottle use a or tiny little bit. No, not a bottle <coughs> or a tube. It comes in this, <coughs> in this, I would call it a compressed cylinder. Huh. With, a, with a cap that yeah, is like rolled off. Yeah, like a little off. can. Right. Like well, a, like a, like a can. Like I'm in, not sure. Continue. Classic, yeah. right? And and so, you know, I take it off, bing bong, whatever, slip, 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 opens, and um, your fingers need to be dry in order to kind of get a little bit of it, and and yet you're just out of the shower. Yeah. Your hair so is that, wet. Well, and your hair is wet, right. You know, so I there's a big dilemma. Hmm. So I always need to remember, oh, my God, I need to dry my hair yeah. before I go to this next step of the process. So I'd assume it's an oil-based product, and that's why no, it's... No, 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 no. It's, it's, it's kind of drier than that. Hmm. That's interesting. See, I personally... What do you use? Well, as you can see, nothing. I really? mean, yeah, I mean, for me, like, I feel like, you know, there's no point to chasing vanity, especially with my hair, because, like, I can put as much product as I want in it. I can yeah. do... You know, I can have a shampoo, you know, regimen, you know, condition regimen, but I feel like I just cannot control. Do you not, do you not wash your hair? Uh, I do wash my hair. I just. Um, When's the last time you took a shower? Last night. Yes, I, I'm a yeah, I'm a uh, night nighttime shower. Um, I typically just do not have time to do it in the morning. But anyway, back to my other point. And wait, let me just ask Charlie, what do you dye your hair with? Which company has does that? Because the red looks fantastic. I would call it really an auburn. But it's copper. Like it's a bronze. It's, it's a yeah, it's a bronze yeah. copper. Right, yeah. which is tough. You know, it doesn't exist in the natural world, but I love that. <laughs> it does. You try that. Well, yeah, anyway, but let's continue does. it. Yeah, right. uh, but, but yeah, um, anyway, what I was saying color. is, like, I feel, you know, I have no control over how my hair looks right. at the end of the day. You know, I can try, you know, as hard as I can, but, you know, I, it's just, and you're breaking it's, barriers, it's, it's, all in, it's all in vain. So that's what, I, honestly, what I admire about you is that you, I embrace you know, have my, found. I embrace my own vanity. I'm, I don't I'm think it's necessarily that. I think you found, um you know, you found what works. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's so cute. I love that. I know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Dietrich, you um, you have pretty stupid hair. Um, <laughs> like, what do, do you do? You use product? Uh, yeah, sometimes when I remember. What do you I mean, mean when you remember? Something that like surprises me is the fact that you're not supposed to shampoo <coughs> it every day. <coughs> Bless you. And so, like, well, yeah, Carol, me and you are guys who have straight hair. Yeah. And so I shampoo like, almost every day. I shampoo well, maybe no, once a week. I would, I would honestly tell you, Dietrich, dial it back on the shampoo, because sometimes the grease works in your favor. In I'm terms of hair you. growth, what? In terms of hair growth, or no, just how it looks? Being able to sculpt it. Mm-hmm. Huh. That's a fair point. Chuck has fantastic hair. So, Carol, yeah. do you wash your hair every day? I do. You do. I'm a morning shower. And sometimes night shower. Actually, so you get I, into your bed dirty. I say no, no, no. Yeah. I, shower, I shower twice a day for the most part, um, and part of that is because I've I've just completely abandoned the idea that I can in any way help or save the planet whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and so I think you know why not maximize my consumption of of basic resources that every human relies upon, and yet that I have more access to arbitrarily. So you so you don't care about the earth, and your hair still doesn't look good. I do love the earth, but I don't think it, it the the, sa- the saving can come from an individual level. Here's so something that may shake shows. a couple feathers. So let's do that. You know, actually, 
flushing the toilet, right. you know, is, you know, you waste, you know, 10 times the amount of water you would if you were to take, you know, let's say are a 15 about, minute shower. Are you about, to, are you about so to say that you pee? What in I'm the going sink? to say is, do you pee in, the sink? in my, you know, vain attempt you to, you know, be an environmentalist. Do you pee in the sink? No, I'm just saying sometimes do I will you? not flush the toilet if I take <laughs> a, um, how do I say this? Um, if I urinate, you know, right. for example, you know, in the middle of the day or the middle of the night, um, a lot of the time I will not flush that. I will kind of just let that sit in order to, you know, conserve some of the water. Right. Which is actually, you know, the most effective thing you can do. So that's right. a conscious decision. It is a conscious decision. Okay. But I'm just saying, I don't, the, for me, the shower, I'm not really worried about the shower. Right. It's the toilet. I mean, the toilet, that's gallons, you know, that, you know right. that's not, um, you know, so I don't you, know. So you let it marinate. You know what, I really do not want to put it like that, but I guess that's, yeah, you know, that that is what, uh, that's what it is. What if uh, your mom makes asparagus for dinner one night? Would you let that marinate? I mean, to be frank, I... Hold on, let me just interrupt right there, because, you know, I just, I cannot ever allow um, this this stereotyping to go on, you know? Mothers don't always cook, and I know about Bert. You have two fathers, is that right? That is incorrect. No. I'm not sure where you heard that, okay. but I heard that um, from somebody who was lying to me. Apparently, yes. And I hope, yeah. So I'm sorry about that, but you know, frankly, <laughs> I think you may be misguided. He has one father who has the ruthlessness and anger of two. Right, and Precisely. so well, that's yes. why I think that Don't he may th- yes. be cooking. But I just wanted to interrupt that, you know, because because we just we throw it around so loosely, and of course we never think about it, and it's never with malintent. But um, <coughs> you know, we don't want to be confining uh, our girls and women of this great country to uh, the same roles that they have been in for for you know decades and centuries. So of course, but Love let me that in twenty years for his little campaign, he can bring <laughs> that back in. Some that is true. Yeah, so campaign. I'm actually I'm actually <coughs> fascinated that you have the foresight to make that. Uh, Right. Make that point. Well, I'm I just always on my toes. Sure. Um, mm. How are you going to balance your prospective political career with the elitist <laughs> atmosphere at Princeton? <laughs> well, it it because uh, they kind of coincide in some ways, but it seems like in huh. large part. Right. Let's not go there, Dietrich. <laughs> well, I'm just I'm so excited to be getting uh, an education with other people. You know, I've met some people who are going there, and they're just fantastic people. Such great conversations when we you know have those conversations, and um, you know, I just know I, it felt like a good fit for me. And actually, I'll tell the story. I applied there early action, which means I was to hear back in mid December, and I was deferred, which means I didn't get rejected. I also didn't get in. They said I'll hear from you in the regular round, and I was like gosh, well, is the school really my favorite anymore? Do I really mm. feel like I fit in there anymore? You know, is the style, is the location, is the are, the are the type of professors, are the type of classes really what's for me? But at the end of the day, I stuck with it, and I'm, I'm just happy that that's where, where I'm going, and, um, and uh, my, my parents are happy to just send a kid to college. So, Are you ever scared that you'll get, like, a lost up in the mix of people there? Like, there's probably a million other school presidents, a million other kids with a good GPA. Are you scared that you're going to be a little fish in a big pond there? Am I am I afraid of fading into irrelevance forever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know who would say no, uh, but but also, it's not just about position or, or this that and the other thing. You know, what I want to do is export some of Belmont Hills culture to to wherever I can and that sense of character. Look, we sent Mark Milley to Princeton and he did all these amazing things and look at where he is now. He's the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, doing great things for the world and for the country. Um, and I, I want to kind of export that Belmont Hill culture, you know, 
and see what we can do. What party with a purpose, you know, all these other things, these these great things that we accomplish here at Beaumont Hill. We can we can do that. Hmm. So what um, if you were to summarize what Belmont Hill culture is and what it <laughs> means to you, what would you say? I would say it is total, absolute brotherhood without question and without any sort of barrier, you know, not, not, there are no barriers by the way you dress, or by where you live, or by who you interact with, or about what things you like, uh, or about what you like to eat. All those barriers are gone, dropped to the floor, so it's just total brotherhood, and, and also in a reaffirming way. You know, brotherhood can move in, in two different directional cycles. One is negative, where it becomes some sort of fight over uh, whose friends are whose, and turning into cliques, and and people trying to outcompete each other, and then the other is total collaboration, you know. And uh, what would you say to somebody like a Mr. Tiberi who wouldn't believe a word that you just said? I wouldn't say anything to him. I will shun him for the rest of my life, and God help him if I ever do find him. <laughs> and is there a reason for that in particular? Yes, there is. What I is will that? not disclose it. You will not disclose it. But okay. I will find him. Hmm. I'm intrigued. But I guess I will not... Uh, you will not divulge. The last time Bert, you know about Mr. Tiberius, right? I do not know. Oh, okay. Well, I feel like well, Dietrich. I, you kind of had this like Dietrich should explain relationship the story. as far as well. Like, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go as far as to say that, but um, you knew him. The comp side teacher. I, I did. Said. Yes. Yes. Um, I've, I've never heard of a comp side teacher that was not uh, dripped in controversy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Anyways, um, maybe that's can't say that, but. Um, <laughs> well, you, you know, I'll just say, you know, everything that I'm doing in my life at this point and, and, and hopefully in my education or maybe a future career or whatever it is, is to get closer to that man. Spencer Tiberius? That's right. Get closer to him. In what you sense? talk about leaving a digital footprint. I feel like yeah. he left a pretty big one. So I don't think it's going to be right hard there. for you to do that. I feel like if you really wanted to get this man, right. at this point you would have already gotten him. Huh. But Someone please wait. explain to me like what this situation is. I want I want yeah, his Dietrich, I want the way to be more excruciating it. for him. Yeah, definitely so like the closest one to well, this guy. Again, I wouldn't say that, but he was he was a computer science teacher here for for what a year, a year before there was conflict, or maybe even a half a year. Yep. Um, and he on his GitHub account, which is basically like it's like an online forum for you know people who yeah, of course yeah continue yeah who like. Tech, as, as you know. Yeah, I, I, of course, um, I know GitHub, yes. Guys like us. Well, guys like Dietrich, but continue. And so he made some posts on his account. Um, essentially, sh- Carol. Uh, essentially shaming the culture at Belmont Hill, sort of the, the elitist environment and atmosphere that he didn't think was super... Which he fictionalized. Which yeah, I mean, he works at a private school. I don't know what he expects. Well, but it was a little bit of a, you know, clash of values right. there. He was, you know, vehemently against sort of the, what he perceived to be a super elitist school that well, had kids wearing, you know, their pressed khakis and a, and a coat and tie and is very rigid. I'll um, add on to that. And he, know, what, uh, he, he well, called us, he called us the future Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He took it a step beyond. Like, ooh, wow. <laughs> he got All into right. some controversy. In the midst, in the midst of, of that scandal, so the timing <coughs> there was also, um, I mean, I wouldn't say impeccable, but convenient, maybe. I guess it sort of added a little insult to injury. Yeah, not um, impeccable. 
So any so well well not impeccable in a good way, more so in like a in know, a purposeful way. In a very yeah, he was very purposeful about it. Um, so anyways, those posts there were there were two maybe three. I still have them actually. As do I. Um, I think a lot of people do. We can share later. Um, <clears throat> they were not well received by the school or the school administration. Um, and he was gone the next year. I'll give credit to him. He did stick around and held his head high throughout it all. Yeah, huh. I mean, he was, I he mean, was, he he was firm. He was I assume firm he was a young guy. Uh, yeah, he yeah. was a young guy, for sure. Small man. And so will you yep. explain what he's up to most recently or what he produced in, in the months and years after his departure? Yeah, so huh, one of his big claim to fames was his, his, okay, um, his music video production. Okay. So he would have... Uh, you know him and his brothers. You know, perhaps in the Nevada desert or, or some obscure place, record music covers and make a video of it and pu- publish that on YouTube. And I think a couple, a couple were public while he was here. Definitely right. And then he released uh, maybe one or two more after after his departure. Although um, you know, part of the imagery, you know, he was wearing overalls and no shirt, uh, doing all sorts of funky dances. The lyrics were. I, I don't even know how to describe them. Yeah, Quite it raunchy. Was, well, horrendous. Yeah, it was strange. <laughs> I mean, not something akin to to what you'd expect, um, you know, a Belmont Hill teacher to be doing. But I, but I guess you know one could argue that he wasn't necessarily a fit uh, from the start. If I'm not wrong, I think he uh, actually reached out to E. Moreland, tried to direct one of his songs. Huh. But did uh, he? Wow. Yeah, no, he got uh, shut down pretty quick. I mean, there's nothing wrong with you know the conflict of values. I guess I respect this guy's. You know, I respect that he holds true to his values. Yeah, I old. just, I just, it's hard for me to like, well, you know, he, he's, he's a private school teacher. You know, he understands, you know, what school he's getting into. Like, I, that just doesn't, it doesn't add up. It's like, why would you? None of it made sense. Yeah. I, it, I have a question what? though. Was it, you know, we talk about free speech so much right now in the public dialogue. Elon Musk is buying Twitter precisely for that reason. Well, I th- was it, was I it think there's of an institution that claims to, build and maintain knowledge to uh, destroy dissent within itself. Dissent that was posted freely on a public platform. Uh, and and I, you know, I doubt that there's any part of a teacher's contract that says you're not allowed to post your own thoughts on social media. Was it wrong of us to kick him out? Well, I think an employee of a private institution isn't entitled to the same rights as, as a private citizen. Um, Which they are not, I mean, yeah. literally. Yep, legally, that's true. But also, you know, once his, his views become a distraction on campus, sort of impede people's, you know, ability to, um, you know, I guess focus in his class, maybe for some respect him as a teacher, um, you know, I think that that can be damaging to the community, so. Yeah, I mean, I think I definitely, you know, I think in order for this to be a functioning institution, an educational institution, there has to be, I guess, some degree of hegemony with regards to, like, what, you know, how the school is run and, you know, what we are as a community. And obviously, you know, that that can be very loose. But if there's people just, you know, directly, you know, going against it, you know, with malintent, I think that, I think the school should. You know, I think it's, you know, the school probably will be in a better place if someone like that is, you know, removed. Terminated. Maybe not, but maybe just. Well, terminated is just the, is just the term that's used generally. It's a formal when, when term, employment right? Is, yeah, is, yeah. It's ended. So. <coughs> Well, um, 
you know, and I, I no, do, no, I, 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 I have say. one more actually. Sure, because um, I was just then, then I'll go because I was just at the alumni house, right. and they noted that we had ninety two percent class participation. Wrong. Yeah, really? Yeah. The alumni house is wrong. It's increased. To what? Ninety five. Ninety five. As of six or seven minutes ago. Do you know who who's been holding out? I do. I, I I'm hesitant to publicly shame them, but uh, I, I think we can shout them no, out. No, no, no. Anyone in this room? Nobody in this room. Okay. Nobody in this room. I'm like genuinely surprised that Bert. Is no, I did. I I do feel a little ashamed because I did send I think maybe fifty cents or a dollar, <laughs> but again, it's out of principle. Right. The participation fund is exactly. It's out of it's it's a principle thing, and so and frankly, I didn't have that much money on my Venmo. I would have donated more. I just don't. I'm always I'm always running on. A balance of you know zero dollar you know uh, very low amounts of money but anyway um how many people would you say it is if you're not going to say specific names it's five people five people fewer than five i think are they well, pe- it has to be it has yeah. to be fewer than five if they're well five it's 95 percent well. how, how many people are in our class? i think it's 79 yeah it's three or four people now um and yeah and so are, are you going to continue to make an effort to encourage them to donate to this fund or have you stopped you know, let let them be persuaded by the majesty of our school and by the realization that they are coming to the end of what has been a glorious education here. All right, and so how do you think? Because we s- spoke about legacy a little little at the beginning. Um, how do you think our you know our final month is going to shape up here, and how do you, how do you think that will sort of you know be a capstone for our, for our legacy here? Well, let me let me answer this twofold. The first is just in events and logistics. We have so many. We have a senior picnic, a yearbook night, a senior night, commencement. We have uh, the senior assassin game, which is just opening in a couple of days. We have pickleball and spike ball and days outside and tournaments and great sports games and and everything that we could want out of a senior spring. Really, it's the most complete senior spring that the school has has put together in the past 99 years. The second thing I want to say is that, you know, the class of 2022, for the six years that we've been here, not everybody has been here for six years, Bert, right? Yes, of course. But even just for the f- for the past few years as a class, we have experienced some amazing things about Belmont Hill. And I want you to imagine Belmont Hill, I'm putting my hands up, Belmont Hill on a timeline, about a foot, foot long, right? Okay. <coughs> Every, every institution, every country, every maybe even every person, every storyline has an absolute high point way up here where, where the best is happening, where it's at its, you know, everything is functioning as, as it should. People are happy. People are satisfied. It's achieving its purpose, doing everything it should. And then there's also a low point where it's near failure, where something's going wrong, where people are dissatisfied and don't want to be members, where the fabric is tearing apart, right? And so... Let's imagine Belmont Hill's timeline like that, and we can try to plot out where's the highest high point and the lowest low point. If you're a student here in the past 99 years, you're fortunate if you get to experience one of those historical events, right, for our institution. But the class of 2022, in my opinion, has experienced both of them. The lowest low point being that that uh, Thursday in March of 2020 when we were all sent home, when COVID shut the school down, nothing like that Nothing like that has ever happened before in history. Totally tore us apart. Culturally, we had none of that brotherhood for, I think, several months, right? That was the lowest low point. And I think the highest high point, I'm going to call it uh, May 29th of 2021, when for the first time every single COVID uh, precaution and, and rule and regulation were taken away, and so we could finally... 
uh, move on and and kind of rejoice in being back together. And we experienced the highest high point and the lowest low point in Belmont Hills history in our own time. And that makes us, I think, extremely fortunate. And also gives us a lot of context about how, how great a place this is. So uh, in that way, I think this spring will be about reflection, that we that we experienced more of Belmont Hill than anybody before us has ever experienced and anybody ahead of us will ever experience. Sheesh. I mean, yeah, I couldn't agree more. It's all about perspective. I think, um, you know, we've tasted what it feels like to... Tasted you know, what it feels like. Yeah, I, I'm going to eat my words on that one. Remember your guest here, Carol. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Carol, we can, uh, we can cut this. But... um. Yeah, I think uh, that's Do you have any questions for us? I, you know what? Um, here's a good question that I want to ask you guys and that I've been thinking about a lot over the past um, amount of time. And it is, um, it is, what is the first thing that you're going to do when it breaks 70 degrees? When it finally breaks 70 huh. degrees? Probably wear shorts. Shorts. Chuck? Get a popsicle. <laughs> sit on the I love that. senior lawn. A little too far. Sit on the senior <laughs> lawn. The Adirondack chairs are coming out and they're rolling Maybe even up. take my shirt off. Oh, no. Ooh. Huh. Don't burn. No, no, yeah. No. Well, um, yeah, to be frank, I don't know. I'm probably just going to go about my day, you know, not really notice it, not really pay attention to it. But soak it in nonetheless. I mean, yeah, I just, you know. Go with the vibe. Let the sun, you know, soak into my skin and, you know, feel the vitamin D and stuff. But, um, Taste it even. I mean, yeah. All right. So. I think that seals it. Yeah, if no one else has anything else, I think um, that's going to conclude our little podcast. All right. Um, do you have an outro that you've been working on? No, I don't think I do. I think, um, I don't know, maybe we can fade this out or something. Maybe we should go like three, two, one, team. Carol. Yeah, I think, Carol, you know what? How about you end it? You were the guest. Um, what should we do? What should we I say? Think, I think that every well, that guest, could be a that every could be a guest should, every exactly. guest should rate their time. Like, out, like of out of ten, yeah. No, here's this. Here's this. Here's this. We we measure numbers. <laughs> we include Thrembo, which is essentially. <laughs> I don't think we have time to get into it, but so essentially rated out of nine. But, um, I mean, this is our first episode. What what like what what should we what more should we do? Uh, I think that you should have, I think two, two kind of questions. One about pop culture. One about you know the state of affairs. Um, and maybe it may be a third one about Belmont Hill. Um, three ultra controversial questions, and see how well and how expertly your guests can avoid answering the actual premise of the question, and and rate them off of that uh, in the spirit of Thrembo out, out of nine. I mean, I, I feel like to a certain extent we uh, yeah. towed the line on controversial as much as we could, right. pertaining to like who's going to be listening to Tiberi, this. Right. Um, yeah, Tiberi is a controversial figure. I mean, yeah, that... that, that he may when we were having that conversation, that's that's borderline. I assure you, Tiberi is listening. Really? I don't he know is. who this man is, but... He is everywhere. I mean, that's borderline. We can't have that, you know? But, you know, whatever. Um, but anyway... Uh, um, Here, I'll go to the outro. Okay, guys. Well, for me, uh, in the spirit of Thrembo, this podcast was... An eight and a half out of nine. You're a coward. And the only reason it's missing that last point five, even though it was such a fantastic time, is I wish it could have gone on longer. All right. Yeah, I like that. I what I just said about it. Yeah. All right. This is such a great idea, and I love. I just love what's going on. Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. All right. Adios.